ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930 present The Drive. It is Monday. Welcome into your drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. I'm your host, Paul Swan. We're here till 6 o'clock. We'll get your phone calls in, of course, at 877-420-TALK. That's 877-420-8255. Now our text line is going to be open for you as well. That's 304-396-TALK, 304-396-8255. Coming up today on the show, in the next few minutes, I've got Kellyanne Billingy. Named to the 2022 Conference USA Hall of Fame. So she's coming on the show today in the next few minutes. I'm looking forward to catching up with her and talking about her induction into the Hall of Fame. Just because Marshall's out of Conference USA doesn't mean there's still some Conference USA business to attend to. So congratulations to her. Speaking of conference affiliation, we're going to really get into it. The rankings are out. The preseason rankings are out. Where did the herd finish? We'll talk about it. But I want to talk about before well, we get into any of this, because, of course, we got Sun Belt teams to talk about today, all of that. we got to talk about TBT. Yesterday, Heard that won its first round game, beat the Founding Fathers 77-71. It was a competitive game, actually. I mean, at first, the Founding Fathers got blitzkrieged. Heard that just came out and started rolling. And then Founding Fathers fought their way back. And I thought that was a a really good game. It was competitive. I enjoyed it. Sure, I love blowouts, especially when it's my team doing the blowing out. But I enjoyed that game. And then we got to the Elam ending, and people were just excited because we knew what the target score would be. And you get to the Elam ending, and this was even better because it was tied. 69 each? And you're thinking, okay, who's going to win the game? Who's going to who's going to get the the winning basket here? And John Elmore just wasn't having a John Elmore like game. It could have been better if Elmore was maybe on a little bit, and he just seemed off. Rest of the team seemed good. He seemed a little off. And you look at what happens here. They go in, it's a tight game, and then Best Virginia goes in with Virginia Dream. And it's actually it's actually close until halftime, and then Best Virginia just pulls away. And so they win that one easy, 75-45. to 45. That was not indicative of some of the other action going around the TBT. So it was just a, a dominant performance. Mountaineer faithful, went home happy. Marshall Faithful went home happy. The promoters went home happy because we have got coming up tomorrow, and they've changed the time on this. It was going to be 5 and 7 as far as the times were concerned, but it's 6 and 8 now. Heard that Best Virginia is going to be at 8 o'clock. Now, we're going to have that game. We're going to have both of the games, actually. So we're going to have War Ready in the bucket, Bucketeers. Bucketineers? Is that what they're saying? I I don't know. I I didn't actually watch that game. That was the one I didn't watch. But War Ready and uh, the ETSU team taking on uh, the winner of Best Virginia and heard that. We're going to have the championship game. We're also going to have Best Virginia and heard that. But it's, it's going to be 6 o'clock and 8 o'clock with our air times. 
and then we'll have the championship game no matter which team is in. And if Best Virginia or her that advances, goes to Dayton, I believe we're going to be able to have that game too. So we can go as far as one of these two teams will take us. So I'm looking forward to all of that. That's coming up tomorrow. And good job once again by Heard That and Best Virginia. We get the matchup we want. And I think everybody's excited about that. It was a good crowd at the Charleston Coliseum yesterday. Nice crowd showing up, supporting both teams. Of course, you know, it was a little more favored towards WVU side of things, obviously. You know, there were more Mountaineer fans there. But, you know, there were fans for both schools supporting both games. I think we all want to see it. We just want to see that matchup. And I already got a couple of messages on social media. And it was like, hey, Paul, you got to hype this up. You got to, people have got to show up. People have got to come out. So here it is. This is my official plea to herd fans. Hey, you got to go and support. You got to show up, right? You got to show up. And the times are better now. So if you're coming from Huntington or the immediate area, games at eight, you don't necessarily need to be there for the first game, but uh, you can be there for the second game. So you got a little bit more time. If you can't make it, of course, I got you covered right here on ESPN 94.1 AM 930. But you got to show up, right? Everybody's got to get there. I mean, let's let's make this a big event If is what I was basically being asked to help do. So I'm doing that. I am I'm hyping up heard that and and encouraging you to go wear your Kelly Green or buy some heard that swag and go support big game tomorrow. And we're talking about okay, we got some older guys here. They didn't make the NBA or they were in the NBA. We got some older guys. No, the hoops have been pretty good so far. I think what you're seeing is you're seeing a lot of talent that's just outside of the NBA and maybe some talent that still could be in the NBA and a lot of guys trying to get back into um, maybe a shot at playing in the NBA or at least getting a look. A lot of players are uh, coming from overseas, so they're playing competitive basketball. Uh, it's it's pretty good basketball so far. I've been I've been happy with you know when I watch it, I'm not looking at it going okay. This is just this is just some guys playing basketball, forming some teams. No, I mean these are really I mean they're playing for a million dollars. And now, if you're a really good NBA player, that's not exactly a big prize. But if you're your guy playing to get picked for the YMCA team, Ot Elmore, a million dollars, a portion of that, that's a, that's a lot of money. That's a lot of money there for these guys. So they're playing like it's playing for a million dollars. But the promoters get the dream matchup. We all get the matchup. We wanted, heard that, and best Virginia. So that's coming up tomorrow. Uh, we go on the air with that about 6 o'clock. 6 o'clock is going to be our time because we've got Pirates baseball tomorrow. We'll tell you about all of that, but we won't have a show tomorrow. Just me today and then me on Wednesday. It's going to be baseball, and then we'll go into uh, a little bit later on in the night into basketball. So that's what it looks like. But 
we, we digress. Let's get into what we're going to do. When we continue, we start off with Kellyanne Billingy. She is now a member of the Conference USA Hall of Fame. We'll talk to her when we continue with this edition of The Drive. This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Welcome back to the Monday, July 25th edition. The Drive continues on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. Last week, we got the great news that one of Marshall's all-time greats is now a member of the Conference USA Hall of Fame, and we have her now on the program. As I mentioned, Hall of Famer already for Marshall Athletics. Now she has Conference USA to add to that resume. She is one of the all-time leaders in volleyball. Kellyanne Billingy joins us. Congratulations. That's an honor. Not, now not only are you in the Marshall Hall of Fame, you're in the Conference USA Hall of Fame. So, you know, the trophy case, the resume in, continues to grow. Um, thank you so much for having me. Yeah, it was a complete shock when they reached out because I really wasn't thinking of anything like that. But I always tell everybody that all of my awards are a testament to the great team that we had over the four years I was there and the great program that Marshall continued to build. So I have to be thankful to my teammates and my coaches. How... Um how the news spread because when you found out a lot of other people found out as well so you know have you been getting texts phone calls the last few days from people maybe you haven't heard from in a while or maybe people you're talking to all the time yeah it spread like wildfire all over social media so um you know teammates would have reached out people locally would have reached out um i would have spoken to mitch who would have been the head coach when i was there as well as trevor just like a lot of congratulatory messages as well as the media here is trying to do a whole lot. And I'm just kind of trying to soak it all in and tell them, well, yeah, it's great, but it's all because of, you know, my teammates and everything that we did. So talk about that. Uh, just what what are the media there? Because here in Huntington, obviously, yeah, it means a lot to us here. But, you know, what's the media like elsewhere? What's the reaction there? And what's the story they're trying to tell? I mean, everybody continues to be very proud of it, um, and it, it's also helping to kind of get volleyball on the map after the pandemic. You know, with no sports for, let's call it, two and a half years, people are eager to, to have good news and, and get the sport and we're back involved in what we're doing. So I think they're kind of using it as a, hey, you all haven't seen us for a couple of years, but don't forget, we have one of the, you know, quote-unquote, best volleyballers you know, in the country and all that, kind of using it to drum up attention. And then, of course, being very congratulatory with all the hard work that would have gone into something like this. So I think people are just excited because sports are back again. Yeah, you're right. That's uh, that's something that we're all excited about, sports back again. Mm-hmm. Have you had any conversations really with um, – with the current uh, coaching staff at Marshall. Uh, I know Ari Agnes is uh, doing a fantastic job, and it seems like she's someone who really appreciates what's happened before her. She's not just a new coach coming in and forgetting about what happened. So have you talked to her or have you had any contact with anybody you know, from Marshall? Yeah, I've actually spoken to Ari a few times. We were trying to make arrangements before the pandemic for us to meet up at one of the tournaments we were going to, but then, of course, COVID happened. But as soon as the news came out, um, she would have reached out and Beatrice would have reached out. And just, you know, just very, very welcoming and appreciating all of the hard work that we would have put into the program before and 
continue in the legacy that we try to leave behind. And I think she's doing such an exceptional job with the young ladies. Like, it's not just about volleyball for her. She's molding them into, you know, these professionals who can go out into the world and do so much. So, I, I, like I said, I've had a few conversations with her, and I hope we can keep talking. Any plans, any immediate plans or future plans uh, to come back uh, once again? Uh, um, it, it, It's always in the cards. Um, you know, when I came in 2018... It kind of sucked because volleyball was out of town during that weekend and Mitch was trying to get me to come back. So I know that a couple of our classes were trying to do a reunion. We're probably looking into it. If we can't get it done this year, then maybe next year, if possible. How exciting would that be for you, just to come back once again? It would be insane. Like, Marshall is one of my favorite places in the whole world. Um, I don't think people understand. Like, I wouldn't change anything about the four years I spent there, the people I met, the experiences. It was just so easy to leave home, which was so far away, and kind of fit into this environment that I will always love and cherish. Do you have a favorite memory? Can you can you can you distill it to one or two? Um, I think winning Conference USA our first year in Conference USA because nobody expected us to. We were just you know coming out of the mark and. Of course, we had these huge expectations for ourselves and being able to come, overcome adversity that year with a couple of entries. I didn't know when the tournament. I think that was a huge thing. And then probably graduation. just because, you know, knowing the hard work that you put in over the four years and being able to celebrate with your teammates. And then, of course, coming in for the Hall of Fame in 2018 because the, the campus has changed so much, but it still felt like home. What surprised you the most? You're talking about change. What was um, most surprising? To be honest, I got lost a few times. I was like, how could I get lost? I lived here for four years. I was able to close my eyes and find particular places. But I think the new athletic center, like I think it's the rec center, that that was a huge shock for me. I was like, this is completely new. Because when I was there, you know, they were planning to do all of these things. Um, but coming in and actually seeing the changes and then seeing, you know, what they want to do with the baseball field and all that, it's like, okay, all right, look at Marshall expanding, doing big things. My guest is Kellyanne Billinger. She was named Conference USA Hall of Fame for the 2022 class, and she's with us now. When you continue to look at Marshall and your time, mm-hmm. yeah, using your time here to inform you now, you see Marshall leaving Conference USA, getting into the Sun Belt Conference. Have you followed much of that, and what's your impressions? Um, I saw bits and pieces, like I would have said, on social media, and I just think that any conference that Marshall plays, and it's where it seems to be reckoned with, but you know, moving on to what I would say is a bigger stage, we now have a chance to showcase exactly what we do in Huntington, West Virginia, and let let I guess put the rest of the U.S. on notice that we are here and we are a team that are going to compete as hard as possible. So it, it probably will open a lot of, door, a lot of doors. Um, we may get, you know, more top-class recruits. Who knows? But I'm just kind of excited to see what we do on this new stage. With Conference USA, you traveled all over the country to get to a match mm-hmm. with the Sun Belt. Now you have the opportunity, if you're a student-athlete, the travel is going to be a lot better. The school's are going to be a lot closer. There's a, a more of a a regional cohesiveness. I mean, was any of that important to you when you competed in Conference USA? Are those things important as far as the ease of travel, maybe actually being invested in the competition, the opponents knowing that 
they're a lot closer and you might have uh, more opportunity to form rivalries and at the same time travel is going to be a lot easier I think forming new rivalries would be important because it's something that will challenge people on a daily basis. But something else I'm looking at with, with the travel being, you know, a lot closer and, easy, and easier to manage, we may even be able to have more of a fan base for different schools that we travel to because sometimes in conference USA you would travel so far that, you know, you can't get your parents and your friends to come and support. But with the travel being closer, you know, you may get more of that homegrown support, which can always help so much in the middle of a match. My guest is Kellyanne Bellinger. She named to the Conference USA Hall of Fame. Okay, um, when you found out, who was the first person you told? I'm, I'm curious. Um, well, my mom was here with me, so I told her because she was eavesdropping on my conversation um, and on my fiancé. And then I, honestly, I, I got the news and I was thinking, you know, who do I tell but I had to keep it quiet because the press release was coming out until, you know, a couple of weeks later. But probably the first person I thought of was Mitch. I was like, Mitch has to know because he's been such a fundamental and instrumental part of who I am, not only as a volleyball player, but as an individual. So I just wanted to share the news with him because I know he would be so proud. How does it feel personally? You are, you're virtually the standard. When it comes to martial volleyball, you're the standard. You... Look at your resume, Conference USA, where you were Player of the Year three times. You were a tournament MVP. You were a Freshman of the Year in the Mid-American Conference before moving to Conference USA. And you have a tournament title under your belt. You have a seasonal championship under your belt. Your time there, I mean, you hold a lot of records as well. Just how does it feel to be the standard? Uh, you know, I know records are meant to be broken, but it's going to be a while. Um, I think it's just a kind of testament to the hard work that, that we put in. Um, you know, coming from a small island in the Caribbean, a lot of people would not have expected that from me and then from the team. But just knowing that, you know, I had these amazing coaches and these great teammates who not only expected a lot out of me, but we're there to support on my good days, on my bad days. Like, I just, I'm just happy that I was able to kind of leave a legacy for others to follow in and see that, you know, once you put your mind to it and you put in the hard work, anything is possible. If you had an opportunity today to, to maybe speak to younger volleyball players, younger women who are trying to get to where you're at or at least aspire to be you or, or inspired by you, you know, what would you say to them? What would you say to the current members of the Marshall Volleyball team? Um, I would tell them, and this is something that we learned when we came in, they are students. They are a student athlete. That student is, is the first thing. It's the most important. But also use what you learn on the volleyball court in your life because we learn so many lessons about being resilient, about, you know, working hard, not just for yourself, but for your teammates about setting goals and then trying to accomplish them and then setting greater goals. So I would say be determined. Don't let any setbacks that you may face, you know, deter you from what you're trying to accomplish because we all face setbacks. But it's something that, you know, helps you grow as a person and as an athlete, and volleyball can take you so far. Kellyanne Bellinger joins us. She is now a member of the Conference USA Hall of Fame. And uh, we hope to get you back here soon. I think that would be amazing if we could get you back for a visit 
help usher in this new era of volleyball and the Sun Belt. I think that would be fantastic, and I'm sure that uh, it would just add to the legend of Kellyanne Bellinger. Again, I mean, a lot of people describe you as one of the GOATs, one of the greatest of all time at Marshall University, and you know, I don't think there's anyone who really can dispute that. Uh, and, I mean, that to me is humbling in itself because I don't see myself like that. I just see myself as, you know, a little island girl who came to Marshall, had a blast playing volleyball, learned so many things, was able to get a degree and, you know, kind of go on with life. But, you know, that that in itself, I I don't think there are ways to describe when people say something like that. And I'm just really appreciative. It's been fun to talk to you again. It's been so long. Uh, I I hope that you win some more awards, something else. Uh, <laughs> uh, I hope there's something else that's out there that can add to your legend. But already, Hall of Fame for Marshall, and in itself, that's a big deal. And then you get into the Conference Hall of Fame, which you know just adds to the mystique. And and now we're just you know, is there any professional awards that you can win in your uh, in your career? Is there anything that um, you know we need I to talk have, about? I I have no idea, but if it <laughs> happens, I will definitely let you know. Looking forward to it. Hey, thanks for doing this. I appreciate it. I, I hope that uh, some more great things come your way because you're you're so humble. There's so much success that have come your way and hopefully continues, but yet you've always been so just you know refreshingly appreciative of all of it, even though you worked hard for it. You worked hard for everything you got, but you know, you're just enjoying it. So I think that's what makes it so great. Well, thank you guys for having me so much, and I really, really hope that I can visit, if not this year, by next year, for sure. Fantastic. Kelly, thanks for doing it. I'll talk to you soon, hopefully. All right. Enjoy the rest of the evening. Go ahead. That's Kellyanne Bellinger. She, one of the all-time greats. There's just no way to, other than to say one of the all-time greats, no matter the sport at Marshall University. The way she dominated, unprecedented success, the way she dominated. And you don't just roll in, win a Freshman of the Year award, and then go to a new league and then just win Player of the Year three times in a row. You just don't do that. That's that's hard to do. You don't do that. And so she did it because she was that good. We'll get your phone calls and texts in. The phone line is 877-420-TALK, 877-420-8255. Text line 304 304- 396-TALK, 304-396-8255. Where the herd rank in the Sunbelt preseason coaches poll? Will there be rat poison? We'll talk about it when we continue with this edition of The Drive. This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Let's hit those phone lines, 877-420-TALK, 877-420-8255. The text line, 304-396-TALK, 304-396-8255. All right. Sunbelt Media Day is happening tomorrow and Wednesday. We are going to start breaking down everything that has happened from Media Days all this week. And we start with today's announcement of all the preseason awards, that includes Player of the Year. Sort of here, I was asked this question earlier. How can you have the? This was a uh, someone who doesn't really follow this. It's like how can you have preseason? Well, because that's basically it's a watch list, and you've got the preseason coaches poll. So basically, 
preseason coaches poll comes out, East Division and West Division. And in the East Division, Appalachian State's picked first in the East with 94 points. And this is the coaches poll. So 10 first place votes. Coastal Carolina comes in second with 77 points and two first-place votes. And then Georgia State is third in the East Division with 68 points and one first-place vote. Marshall's right there in about the middle at number four with 62 points, no first-place votes. So the coaches not low on Marshall, but not high on Marshall either. And then Georgia Southern came in fifth at 35 points, but they did receive a first-place vote. James Madison was 6th at 31 points, and then Old Dominion and 7th at 25 points. And that's the East Division. So, a lot of work to do, right? There's no rat poison here. Coach is not going to have to worry about rat poison when it comes to people overestimating the herd or blowing the herd up. Marshall did not get blown up in the coach's poll. West Division looks like this. Louisiana, the odds-on favorite with 95 points and 12 first-place votes. The other two first-place votes go to South Alabama, and they come in second with 79 points. And then it's Troy, Texas State. Southern Miss is fifth in the West Division. Arkansas State is sixth at 37 points, and then uh, ULM is seventh at 24 points. Oh, by the way, um, it's interesting. There's a gap. Georgia Southern, James Madison, and Old Dominion. I mean, after Marshall at 62 points, it just it drops. And then the West Division after Troy at 76 points, it just drops. Now, you got the first team and second team awards that are also out today. These are all preseason. And again, here's some of the difficulty here. You don't know some of these players. If you're trying to evaluate Marshall, you don't know Marshall. You're a coach in this league. What do you know about Marshall? I mean, you'll scout them. I mean, you know him, but do you know Marshall? Not really. So the obvious here is preseason all Sunbelt first team, one representative from the Thundering Herd, and that's Rasheen Ali. So he's on the list, and Cam Run Peoples. Rasheen Ali and Cam Run Peoples. Those are your running backs. And if I'm going to put together a, a team, and I need to pick a couple running backs, and I can only pick from the Sun Belt. Those are my guys right there. I'm solid there. No other Marshall representative on the first team offensive side or defensive side and special teams as well. I'm not so worried about, and you know, I, I don't say that to be mean, but I'm not worried about stuff like this only because it doesn't matter. It's a great recognition. You're getting recognized for some past achievements, but that means nothing now because you're in a new league. You're going up against new teams. You're facing new people. You do that every year to a degree, but this is a new landscape for you. So second-team defense, Abraham Boplan and Stephen Gilmore. That's it. Those are the only two Marshall players on the list. So, I mean, congratulations to them. They get honored. They get, I think, a, a deserved bit of appreciation and... You don't worry about this stuff. If you're on Marshall's roster right now and you're worried about this, coach is doing it wrong. Sure, you might it might be a little bit of motivation for you, but are you playing for the preseason or are you playing for the postseason? You're playing for the postseason. But it would have been criminal to leave Rasheen Ali off the preseason first team. It would have been just criminal. So the Sun Belt got it right, and... 
you look at the Sun Belt first team and second team, and again, Marshall's regarded as a middle of the pack team in the Sun Belt. I don't know how well that's going to set with some of you, but Marshall is middle of the pack. Plain and simple. Not the team that's going to come in here and just run the conference. Marshall didn't do that in Conference USA, so the expectation here is this is a great team that adds a lot to the Sun Belt. There's a lot of things that add value to the league, but as far as football is concerned, you're not coming in here and running it. At least that's what the coaches are, are estimating. Now, what happens during the regular season, we will find out. But you get my point here, that you pick fourth. So the good news is they don't think you're bad, but they also they don't think you're going to necessarily come in and be the team to beat. But that gives you an opportunity to come in, and I'm not going to say shock the world, but you might pleasantly surprise some people. And you might, oh, they're a little bit better than we thought. You might get that. You might get that. But if I was picking this thing today, honestly, I don't know without seeing the Sun Belt in a yearly basis to form a, a longer opinion. I think it's anybody's division. The East Division is going to be tough. I think App State, Coastal, Georgia State, my impression of them is, is higher now. And Marshall, these are going to be the four that fight it out. I really think of these four teams, any one of those four can win the East Division. On the West side, until someone shows me otherwise, it's Louisiana all the way. No disrespect to South Alabama or Troy. I mean, Texas State as well. But with all of that said, the East Division, we all know, or we at least think, we like to think, it's going to be the black and blue division of the G5. You want to call it whatever. This is the best division in the group of five, if you want to take that moniker and run with it. I think this is just a really good, competitive-looking division with some solid programs. I mean, how do you think James Madison feels coming in here? They're, they're a pretty good team, right? And they come into this, and they're picked sixth, and Old Dominion's picked seventh, and then Southern Miss is fifth in the West Division. How do you think those folks feel? Not pretty good. Uh, Old Dominion did get a couple of players on the preseason all Sunbelt first team on the offensive side. And that was about it. I'm looking at the, the first team defense, and it's – Coastal, it's Troy, it's Georgia State, it's Arkansas State. You know, it's uh, it's the usual suspects in the Sun Belt here. But you didn't see much of a splash. And, you know, my only question is, and maybe I just have a higher opinion than the coaches do. Maybe it's because I'm someone who thinks a little higher of him. What about Corey Gamage? Could Corey have maybe netted a second-team honor? I think some of that comes down to, I just don't think that the coaches really know all the personnel, but you know Rasheen Ali. You have to know Rasheen Ali. I mean, Gamage is a Bolitnikoff Award preseason watch list honoree. He's on the Bolitnikoff. So right there tells me 
someone thinks he's a pretty good player, but I don't know if the coaches know enough about him in this league. Because I don't think there's really any, there's not a slight here. I don't think coaches are sliding players. They're asked to pick, okay, who do you think? And I just don't think people know enough about Corey Gamage or some of these other Marshall players for them to really make an impact on these preseason teams. But that can play into coaches' favor. Because if we were talking about right now, right now, hey, the Hurts picked number one. And look at all these players on the preseason team. So we're all expecting Marshall just to roll this thing. And you know the athletic directors all for all for it. Hey, put the target on him. I'm sure Coach Huff is like, okay, I'm cool with this. I'm cool privately. I don't know what he'll say publicly, but privately, I'm sure he's like, okay, I'm cool with this because I'm not here to win the preseason. Not, I'm not here to win the preseason coaches poll. That's not the award I'm looking for. That's nice. You can, hey, you can be a preseason favorite all you want. It doesn't matter. It's did you win the division? Did you win the conference championship? Did you win your bowl game? Those are the th- things you're looking for. How successful this season? Well, you won their division. Okay, that's a good start. You won the conference championship. Even better. You won your bowl game. Great. Those are your three things. Those are your your big three right now. We will get your phone calls in. We'll get your text in. The phone line is 877-420-TALK, 877-420-8255. Toll free. Also, the text line is free to you, 304-396-TALK, 304-396-8255. Did the Sunbelt coaches get it right? Is Marshall... In your estimation, coming in fourth, will Marshall finish fourth? Is Marshall right now preseason right where it should be? Or do the coaches get it wrong? Marshall should be higher. What do you think? Text line 304-396-TALK, 304-396-8255. I've got your responses coming up. It's The Drive, ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. All right, the text line is open, 304-396-TALK, 304-396-8255. Let's go to some of the texts and see what you're saying. I was asking about East Division, West Division. You think that the Sun Belt got it right, the coaches got it right. And of course, when I ask you that, the bias is there. The bias is there. I didn't expect anything less. You know why? Because, well, obviously, I'm gonna I'm gonna throw it out to you and say, hey, what do you think? Do you think Marshall's middle of the road team in the Sun Belt? And the the answers are almost all the same. The coaches got it wrong. The coaches got it wrong. Some were texting about how Marshall has to go in and earn respect. That is true. That is true. 
some are texting me about this has got to be motivation for the team. And, you know, basically it's, it's, it's meaningless. Some of some of you are saying it's meaningless. So, what do you say? I mean, you have anything different? Do you? Th- I really want to hear from. If you think that the Sun Belt got it right, that's who I want to hear from right now. And the text line is three zero four three nine six talk three zero four three nine six eight two five five. I mean, I think some of you are a little little. Basically, you don't think Georgia State's better than the hurt. I think they're a good team. I think they're a good team. Would I have put them ahead of the herd? That's all right. If I if I was doing I'm gonna if I was doing the East, you can get mad at me if you want. That's fine. If I was doing the East. App State 1, Coastal Carolina 2, Marshall 3. I would then I would flip Marshall and Georgia State if I was doing this. Marshall 3, Georgia State 4. I would flip James Madison and Georgia Southern. James Madison Five, Georgia Southern six, and Old Dominion seven. If if I'm doing if I'm doing it right now, Marshall three. I would, and really I don't know how much of a gap is there because I think Georgia State's a program that's on the rise and I think they're doing a lot of good things. I like them. I like them a lot as a program. So, but. App one, Coastal two, Marshall three. If I was doing it today, if I was just you know off the cuff here, how would you rank it? Three zero four three nine six talks the text line three zero four three nine six eight two five five. West Division. I'm absolutely good with that. I don't think I would do it different. Louisiana all the way, South Alabama to contend. I think Troy's going to be a tough team. I like Texas State. Southern Miss, I hope, will get to a point where Southern Miss is contending for the West Division. I think it'll be true here as as it was in Conference USA. If Southern Miss is a top-tier program, your conference is better. Great program. Great fan base. But I honestly, I'm okay with the West Division. The only thing, again, the only thing that I, I'm really questioning right now, and it's meaningless on these rankings, these preseason conference rankings, it's 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 uh, it's an honor to win. Really, you didn't win anything. It's an honor to be named, to be recognized. You're being recognized. But honestly, Corey Gamage is the only the only omission in my mind. And I don't know some of these Sunbelt players, so I don't know. But is is Jennings from Old Dominion better than Corey Gamage? And he made first team. Is he better than Corey Gamage? 
We're going to have all these questions answered, though, during the season. That does it for this edition. Tomorrow, we've got a full slate of basketball and baseball. Pirates, airtime's 155, so we've got a, a late afternoon game that's going to pretty much knock us off from doing a full show. So no show tomorrow. And then we've got the semifinals of the Charleston region of the TBT, including the late-night game. 8 o'clock now is the time between Heard That and Best Virginia. We'll be back on Wednesday. Enjoy the rest of your night. We'll talk to you soon. WRBC Huntington, W227BS Huntington. This is your radio home for Pittsburgh Pirates baseball, ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930.